everybody. Welcome to the Frankcast. This is the show where we talk about everyone's favorite show from the 90s, The Nanny. And today is a very epic day. It's very exciting. We've been waiting for it for about two seasons. We are talking about the big wedding episodes. It's so fun. <laughs> Season five. Yay. Of the Frankcast. And I'm film director Rachel Wagner and Larry's here. Hello. And Hi, Colleen everyone. is here. And today we have a special guest with us on the podcast. We are talking with Stephanie Reitzma, who is the, uh, the the head of Sweetheart Events and a wedding planner, event planner. And we thought it would be so much fun to get the insight of somebody who actually plans weddings as we talk about Fran and Maxwell's big day. So Stephanie, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so... It was the nanny ever a show that you ever that you watched in the nineties, or were you pretty were you pretty new to it? Um, I mean, I will admit, uh, I definitely um, I've seen a few episodes, so it's not like I was completely lost on like the storyline or the concept. Yeah. Um, you know, I I love her. Um, I think we all at one point in our childhood tried to mimic her laugh and. I'm not going to do that here because then you're going to lose all of your readers right now. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, I think the nanny always will hold like a special place and just like that happy moment. Um, good storyline. Um, but yeah, I had never seen the wedding episode until just recently oh, for research for this podcast. So um, it was nice to go down memory lane and just be like, all right, let's celebrate this. <laughs> so how long have you been a wedding planner? I've been a wedding planner for just over 12 years now. Wow. So wow. started out as a little wedding day assistant um, and just working with very highly reputable, uh, wedding planning companies, um, anywhere from, you know, the million dollar, like estate, private to beautiful weddings to, you know, those beautiful, intimate, um, as we like to call micro weddings now, um, <laughs> in this pandemic world. But, you know, I've, uh, I've definitely seen it all and, um, I work with those time-strapped couples that are looking to personalize and plan um, their intimate weddings. So even before this pandemic, we specialized in intimate weddings, usually within like the hundred person mark. Um, mm -hmm. And so, yes, uh, weddings are done differently now, but uh, yeah, I mean, we love, you know, living in Vancouver, Canada, um, we are kind of that destination. So Luckily, you know, for the past eight years of owning Sweetheart Events and starting it and um, and managing it with my team. So we're a team of five, um, just, you know, working with couples and planning their boutique little West Coast wedding. And we found you, we connected with you through our mutual friend, friend of Hallmarkies podcast, Natalie Hall, actress Natalie Hall, who we love so much. So you got, you did her wedding, you planned her wedding? I did. Yeah. Yes, I did. And oh my goodness. <laughs> um, I loved it. Her husband came to me and we were, you know, 
we had this moment and it was time to talk about wedding design and we had already chose venue and, you know, so many vendors. And I was like, all right, what are we doing for design? And he's just like, rustic sexy. <laughs> and I'm like, I love this. And so that kind of became our like wedding hashtag. Um, and we just, you know, we created this beautiful West Coast wedding, um, and just really, you know, taking part of their story and personalizing it, um, highlighting, you know, Natalie, where she grew up and, um, near like her family home and just doing, you know, those small little morning events there and then going over to the venue. So it was a beautiful celebration and I'm so grateful that, I got to be a part of it and now just to see her on TV. Yeah, we love her. She is so great. So that's that sounds really fun. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, oh let's t- dive into this. So this is a little bit well, actually we should first say that if y'all haven't listened to our interview with Fran Drescher you need to listen you need to listen to that and then listen to this it was that pretty incredible right oh yeah it was like you know it didn't really hit me till after it was over i'm like oh my gosh we're talking to fran drescher it was crazy it was really awesome yeah that was great yeah yeah could you believe you were asking questions to fran drescher larry No, it was so much fun getting to talk to her. And uh, I think we had a pretty wide array Mm -hmm. of things to talk about with her. So I think think it makes for a fun kind of eclectic interview. I think so, too. For 20 minutes, I think we covered a lot of ground. I really do. Uh, So make sure you all listen to that. And so let's talk about this wedding. So it was originally a two-episode event i guess you'd say and it's kind of interesting because we've been watching the dvds and the dvd has the wedding part a and part b a certain way and then the hbo max which just started uh, we're recording it just started today uh, this week and when you'll all listen to this and that's actually formatted a little bit different than it is on the dvds and then also, because Stephanie is in Canada, she can't watch HBO Max, and she doesn't have a DVD player, so she has to watch a version that we were able to find online, which is condensed to 22 minutes, but it has almost everything that the other ones have, but it's a different... So we've all watched different formats, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and so we're just going to talk about it overall and and hope for the best <laughs> so anyway it's a little bit confusing so if you're like wait they're not talking about the way that i watched it it's probably because it's all a mess <laughs> and fran did tell us in the interview that the hbo max version is accurate to the uh to the airing version in that it's syndication will cut out some things cut cut out some jokes and stuff so that's kind of interesting and it seems to be true given at least the the wedding episode so 
anyway, <laughs> um, on the DVD version, it starts out <laughs> with Fran and Maxwell. They're excited that it's the day before day before the wedding, and uh, and they say that uh, to to Niles, this is the happiest day of my life, and. Fran comes in and says, who made you, who made you the woman who made you the happiest in your life? It's fine. <laughs> and, and we get this whole little uh, banter between Max and Fran about two minutes. Who can say <laughs> we have two minutes left and you made me wait five years. <laughs> and now you want to come to me just like that and i really like this this is very swoon worthy to me this banter when she's sitting there with the orange juice Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's so good (laughs) he's like no 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 Uh, i don't know (laughs) what what did you think of this do you think that was pretty sexy larry uh, I mean, it's cute. cute. Uh, Larry's yeah, like, good. Stephanie, Larry puts up with us and are swooning every week about <laughs> Fran and Maxwell. And he's like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> Very cute little flirtatious moment to kick us off. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> I don't know, Stephanie, what do you, do you think that Fran and Maxwell have pretty good chemistry? I mean, she's the perfect mother material. Yeah, I mean, they always had like a very like playful um, manner together. Um, they, I, I think that's like, you know, all the viewers really invested, like everybody loves to invest in a beautiful love story. And that's what they, that's what they were. And I think it, it definitely took time for them to get to this place. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, that kitchen scene was hilarious. And then being interrupted by her mother. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only one man can satisfy a woman in two minutes. <laughs> Colonel Sanders. <laughs> I think that's accurate. <laughs> uh, and... So that is the the kind of introduction to this part of the episode. And then uh, Maxwell's uh, sister is there. It's a different actor. It's not Twiggy this time. Uh, and she says that his mother isn't going to come because she hates Fran. And uh, there's all kinds of drama do you have any advice, Stephanie, that you give to people dealing with just the stress of weddings and family drama and just the whole thing? Oh, of course. I mean, <laughs> if I was to say, oh, no, that's never happened, I'd be lying. Um, I, you know, I think that I think every couple goes into wedding planning with that intention of, oh, my family understands that this is my day. Um, and then halfway through, they're like awoken to this, like, wait, what? No, no, this is my day. And everybody wants, you know, it's their like loving way of giving that advice and, oh, but you should do it this way. And so that's always going to come up. Like, there's no way of avoiding it. Um, except I guess like, I'm always like key on communication. So sitting down with your partner at the very beginning 
not just to talk about budget style, you know, what are the priorities, but I think it's also creating those boundaries, not only for your family's contributions, not only financial, but emotional, um, you know, that support that um, the advice aspect. But I think it's also important to have that communication between you and your partner of what are the boundaries? What are you going to be excited in? What do you not care to be involved in? And I think just having that very real, almost like confrontation, like awkward. Um, yes, it's going to be awkward moments of it. But I think um, just having that conversation and being very realistic in what each other's expectations are um, is going to make for a much easier wedding planning experience. Yeah, this all probably should not be coming out the day before the wedding. <laughs> they probably should have had a conversation about his mother previous to the wedding. But they are in England, I guess. So maybe that's part of the reason why. You can't have too much uh, communication in a sitcom now. Yeah, you're right. right. Where would we get our hijinks that's from? Too logical. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I kind of wish that we had gotten a bridal shower episode with Fran. I think that that could have been really funny because we have the we have Mr. Sheffield having his uh his bachelor party. Bachelor party, but we never got a bridal shower for Fran with I just think that could have been really funny with Sylvia and you could maybe have had uh, her her aunt um I forget her name, uh, Frida. You could have Frida there. You could have had. You could have had a bunch of people. Val, been, obviously. Yeah, Val. And could have been funny. Could have been uh, but... causing trouble. Oh yeah, yeah, that would have been good. Cece. Mm -hmm. uh, so then we get a clip, a set of clips about Fran being kind of unclassy, <laughs> different things, or learning, and then. Fran and Val and Sylvia are at the lingerie store picking up her uh, negligee for the wedding night. And I just thought it was funny when Sylvia tries to tempt the lady with a half, with not even a full candy bar, a half a candy bar. As if the rest of the oh, world no, no. feels the same way about food as her. I mean, it was like, it was just funny. Yeah. <laughs> it was really funny. I do like when she corrects her and it's like half, half. Yeah. Like, Calm down, ma'am. <laughs> but I think that, I, I don't know how you would feel, Stephanie, but but I, I think that they should probably have a general rule of like, don't go anywhere the day before your wedding. Like this whole idea of going like on this, they end up stranded on some road in the middle of nowhere. I mean, I guess now it's not as bad because we all have cell phones and stuff, but. But then you I mean, agreed. I mean, even when working with my couples, if the opportunity is there to do like the wedding rehearsal or last errands, say they're getting married on the Saturday, I am trying to push my couple to really like use those days earlier in the week and then just have that like realistic time off where it's like, nope, it's done, everything is finished and ready. Now you just have to like hit pause and just like enjoy, relax, um, and enjoy the last day. And often we'll do rehearsal, last errands on the Thursday, and then Friday, 
you know, I suggest my couple to do, you know, check into their hotel and just really, um, you know, go to the spa together or, you know, go on one last date before your wedding and like go for dinner and like really just like reflect in that last year of planning. Um, don't go and think that you're superwoman and go and run all these errands. Um, you know, do that earlier. But yes, I agree. We have cell phones now. So the chances of being stranded. (laughs) Do you get a lot of brides who are still part of this old tradition of not letting the groom see her for 24 hours before the wedding? I do. Yeah. Uh, Of course. I mean, we'll, we'll always have those traditional couples. And I think it's, I, I mean, I always say like, you do you. And I really love that couples really choose that time to really just like, have that moment to like that last night, or like, you know, that sleepover with their girlfriends, or, you know, I've had I've had, you know, the couples that choose to have that night alone. Um, just so they can, you know, have the bed to themselves one last time or, um, you know, whatever <laughs> reason it is. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I would say right now, like my clientele is probably like very, like, probably like 60, 40 to 60% will still like spend the night. Um, generally, like a lot of my couples live together. Um, so they, they want to, you know, have that night, get that good night's sleep. Whereas like, I would say 40% of our couples still, you know, do the whole night away, don't see each other until like the aisle moment. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, so they get the, they get two flat tires and Val is, uh, the, had used the spare tire and hadn't, uh, replaced the spare tire, so they're stuck and they, uh, then we get a scene with Max and he's thinking about his first wife and he ends up talking to her, uh, an apparition of her or whatever. And, uh, what did you think, uh, Colleen about that? About I thought that it was scene? pretty sweet. I thought it was a, it was a nice moment. I'm, it, it was very, it was kind of like. He knows he's doing the right thing, but you always want that okay, you know, especially in a case where you've lost somebody. And I mean, mm-hmm. I, she seemed in in his vision like a reasonable woman and someone who really wanted him to be happy. So it looked like to me they had a good marriage when they were together, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And she's just giving him that final blessing that he, I guess, needed but didn't realize. Yeah. Yeah, it's very sweet. I, I I don't know if they needed to make it that she sent Fran to her. I thought that's I mean, a little him, extreme, that but was, <laughs> that was a little weird. But but other than that, I thought it was cute. Yeah. What do you think, Larry? Yeah, I liked it. I agree. It's a weird like retcon to <laughs> have her send Fran to him. Um but other than that, I thought it was a, a really sweet moment. I think it's fun to Niles walking in 
right and just being like what in the world like <laughs> i <laughs> yeah. think he's losing his mind before his wedding uh but yeah it's it's a nice little quiet moment to to reflect before yeah and then we we get a whole bunch of clips of fran with the kids which is a fun little group and then we're back with our group and uh, they're talking about, you've got to block out all thoughts of food, Sylvia. And she, she eats Fran's edible underwear. So gross. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, uh, and then we get a whole bunch of clips of Sylvia eating. Uh, and I guess it is. I think for season six, she doesn't eat as much because I think her doctors actually told the show like it's not healthy for her. So <laughs> she has to stop. It does make you think like, whew, just wearing those those heels everywhere. I know. Uh, I know they didn't walk very far, <laughs> as evidenced in the episode. But I was just like, oh my gosh, like just being out there walking and those heels. Yeah. Uh, so then Maggie colors her hair. What did we think of Maggie as a redhead? No, no, no. not so good. <laughs> I didn't mind it so much, but uh, but yeah. And then Niles uh, says, uh, tells her that it's uh, that it's uh, that it's very fashionable, or uh, that he likes it. And I said, well, then I'm going to get rid of it. <laughs> I'm going to go back blonde. If only it was that easy to go back blonde once you once you uh, go red. Yeah. But um, anyway, so then Fran calls the police box and tells the officer that they need to send a chopper. And he's like, sorry, the wedding is not an emergency. And like, You're how old? <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, again, and- we determined she's what, like 34? five-ish 30, yeah 35 36 and yeah are you finding that stephanie that couples are getting married old uh at older ages late now than they used to i would say yes um my average couple is i would say in their 30s so early 30s yeah that makes sense that gives hope because i'm 40 so <laughs> you never know you could walk out the door and just boom yeah. your life has changed it's true maybe if i'm actually with other humans in the future <laughs> that's true that does need to happen but yeah <laughs> uh, Anyway, so then you get Fran and Maxwell and Sylvia. He comes, Sil- Maxwell comes to rescue them, and they do this funny hug. I thought it was really funny because oh, yeah. she can't see her, so it's like a three-person hug. Oh my gosh! And then she like touches her mom's boobs, and it's like, "Ma, you're not <laughs> that wearing a bra." Was weird. Listen, if I want, if I'm gonna die, I want to die free and ha- comfortable. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Uh-huh. So then we get our little sleepover with Val and Sylvia gives Fran a little talk and write, reads the letter on the day she was born. It says that this your wedding day will, will be the happiest day of your life. 
now that you're uh, my life now that you're 21 years old it's just, kennedy was president we were all optimistic <laughs> but that was a very sweet moment between sylvia and fran i think it was very nice and then Niles and Max will have a brandy together. And the thing is, is this is I haven't been with a woman in some time. We literally just had the episode where Marla Maples was was, was, oh, it was yeah. two years ago. <laughs> so it hasn't been that long. Right. <laughs> and and then they're acting like Fran hasn't been with anybody for five years. We know that that's not true. Well, no, he he does say she has, right? Like he knows she has. That's why he was like intimidated. Yeah, he says that she's been with an Italian guy, Niles, and then Niles says, "You, this been five years. Even an Englishman will please her." Yeah, you're right. But but I maybe he was just she was he was just talking about five five years with him, waiting for him as opposed to all. Oh, but yeah, he's worried. He says she's been with an Italian guy. <laughs> Cause she he's made her wait for some reason. We I guess he's a traditionalist. <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand it. Um also, I mean, Niles too, he makes that joke about like, well, sir, take forever, double it and add yeah. two and you'll get my number. But we've also seen Niles, uh, whether it was with Nanny. Um, oh, yeah. Nanny Mueller. Nanny Mueller. Or I think there was like another instance, too. So I'm like, Niles has, has had some action. Too. Well, and, I, and I think ha- have we gotten that him and Cece have been together yet hooked up hooked up or just kissed kissed and like messed around i don't remember (laughs) if they've hooked up yet i don't think so yeah so nevertheless it's a fun moment uh so now we're getting into the wedding so this is (laughs) and they are they're having the wedding at the met museum and i'm curious stephanie is it any more challenging having a wedding in a place like that versus at a church or traditional venue? Uh, I mean, I could talk for an hour on this topic. <laughs> um, I mean, um, I, I think to sum up, um, a church has everything that you need. Um, so they have the pews or the chairs, they have the altar area. Really, all you have to do is bring in you know, florals. Um, I mean, most churches even have the candles ready to go. So um, there isn't really a lot of items that you need to prepare and bring in. Having having a venue like the Met Museum, yes, it does have more logistical challenges. So your access time, you're having to bring in everything. Are you able to do certain things? So you know, the museum might have certain restrictions, you might only get 30 minutes of access time before guest arrival. So there's so many more logistical challenges involved. Um, But I would say there's more opportunity to personalize your wedding by you by utilizing a venue um, that you can really bring in everything. Um, but that comes down to budget as well. So where your budget is, what your priorities are. Um, and sometimes you are working with 
um, you know, preferred vendor list. So, you know, making sure that those vendors are within your budget as well before signing the contract. And also just making sure, I mean, with like the Met Museum, for example, I've worked at art galleries and museums. You always want to ask beforehand what art, um, you know, structures, what is going to be on display at the time of your wedding um, because it's not always the easiest or most budget friendly thing to just pipe and drape the entire space because you've booked the, you've booked the venue for that reason. Right. So as much as I could go in full detail, um, I, I would say those are some of the key factors. Um, yeah. So then Jocelyn comes in and talks to Fran and says that her and Lester are divorcing and their marriage didn't work because they were from different worlds. And this starts Fran like spiraling (laughs) and she's wearing this. Well, I don't know what you'd even call what she was wearing. That pink. It's like a fancy house coat. Yeah. That's that's a good way to describe it. I thought, what is this? It's so weird. Uh, but uh yeah so she gets she gets upset and then uh she's she she first doesn't show up at the professional and max goes in and talks to fran and that was pretty cute i think she says i'm lester the poor schlub who worked for you come on darling you never really work (laughs) that was funny (laughs) and then i and i always like it when fran baby cries i think it's really funny she's like you're gonna be bugged by the fact that your mother hates me (laughs) who said she hates you your mean old sister (laughs) so it was i love that it's so cute you agree yeah it is cute he just has this way with her obviously it's just really sweet Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't know what you know he could just talk he yeah. could just speak and I'd be fine with that. He, I don't even care what he says. <laughs> I love his accent. So, I do too. I do too. It's so cute. And she, he says, uh, your vivacity, your guileness, your reverence. Could you use words? I understand. <laughs> I love the way you get excited over a good piece of coffee cake or even a bad one. <laughs> so then we're at the actual wedding so the processional it she has three flower girls then there's a ring bearer with gracie and i assume that gracie would be a junior bridesmaid and then uh maggie and val would be her bridesmaids with val being the maid of honor and all of her attendants are all in white which i think is unusual uh what did you think of that what do you think larry of that they both had really like small parties that's true i don't even know who else was up there for mr Uh, other than niles and brighton wasn't brighton like where did his his brother go he just came for the bachelor party and left yeah oh you're right He just flew back to England after the bachelor party. Yeah, Yeah, remember he says, I'm taking my my love and leaving. (laughs) Oh, weird. Um, But, you know, I guess uh, to each their own. (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, very strange to have pretty much so many people. I have to say, I know they did it because it was a wedding. 
I wasn't a huge fan of the filter that this episode had mm-hmm. over it. Like mm-hmm. this, because it was kind of like, is this white or is this like a off white or is this yellow? Or a uh, pink. Be- yeah. Yeah. Because that filter was, it was heavier than I've ever seen them put a filter on the show. And I, I know it's because they wanted to add like this kind of ambiance oh, for the yeah. wedding, but I was like, mm. I wasn't a big fan of the filter itself. That makes sense. Yeah, I think it's always a little, especially with a little weird to do all white in your bridal party, because especially when you have somebody the age of Maggie, it's just a little bit strange to see her in a basically a wedding dress. It's a little, I don't know. I just feel like the the bride should be in white. Everybody else should be in a different color. <laughs> What's well, weird? Like who does that? I mean, I never have seen that in life actually. Uh, and <laughs> this is gonna I s- I sound <laughs> stupid, but I remember when one of Kim Kardashian's weddings, everybody was in white, and I'm like, this is I don't like this. <laughs> so. <laughs> Well, there you go, Rachel. You paid more attention to the Kardashian weddings than I ever have. You can probably attest to this. You know, like my nephew was married about seven years ago, and they wore the men wore tuxes with Converse, and I feel like that's kind of a thing that some couples do these days. And the women, the brides, all were. I mean, but the bride wore a white gown, but it was short. It was knee length and she had a blue trim on it and she wore blue heels, like a royal blue. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like people are kind of doing unconventional, but I feel like the white is off limits for the bridesmaids still, regardless. Yeah. Tiffany, what do you think about that? Do you have any thoughts? Uh, So (laughs) I personally love the white. Oh, Um, yeah. I, I have had, um, I've had a few couples where, I mean, um, I've never had both sides of the wedding party were all white, but I have had, um, a few cases where it is the bride and the bridesmaids. Um, yes, it is definitely different. Um, but I really love that they're just like really owning that. Like they love it. Um, I mean, it's not the same wedding dress that the bride is wearing and I think to each their own so I love that weddings are now it is very personalized it is very unique I mean I have had that bride with like you know the the blue um you know the acrylic the um acrylic underneath right. like that's the what dress it was yeah or, um, right or it's um you know last year I had I had a bride and she, she had a, she got married in a blue dress, um, with like grays and like dusty blues and like this delicate blue, um, lace, um, overlay. Like it was so stunning. Um, but I mean, yes, I've also had a lot of, um, groomsmen where, you know, maybe they're ditching like the jacket and they're doing suspenders and they're doing a runner or, um, they are doing Converse or I think it really just speaks on like the venue, their overall style, the comfort level. Um, I will say that when we are going more of a casual vibe, you are still getting that traditional, like the groomsmen are like for the ceremony, they are still maybe like putting on like dress shoes. Um, but then during the reception, they're ditching like all of that. 
Um, you know, the they're unbuttoning the shirts a little bit and they're just really letting the casualness come out. Um, but again, to each their own. Um, I wouldn't necessarily do Converse and suspenders at the Met Museum, <laughs> but exactly. <laughs> um, right. But again, I really think and I really love and applaud so many couples right now that, you know, if that's your style, then why not get married as your truest self? Um, you shouldn't ever, you know, dress up as somebody that you're not. Um, but I mean, there's so many times where grooms, even though they don't wear a tux every day, um, a wedding day tux on a guy is uh-huh. very dreamy, I, very yeah. dreamy. I yeah. agree. Yeah. So Max, he has on a tuxedo with a white vest and white bow tie. So, you know, that's an interesting look. And then a Fran's dress it's a ball gown that's off the shoulders and I found a little thing on Martha Stewart on famous tv weddings where they talked about it and it says says the jaw-dropping dress Fran Fine wore for her walk down the aisle to Mary Maxwell was a cream-colored satin gown covered in Aurora Borealis rhinestone studs <clears throat> and let's see here Sorry. Uh, sorry, I lost it. Okay. Was, uh, was a satin gown covered in Aurora Borealis rhinestone studs from Celeste and Beverly Hills. Ultimately, we came up with the concept that we wanted the gown to look like every viewer's most romantic fantasy, something that would put uh, Princess Diana's wedding dress to shame and every other great gown since, says Fran Drescher. Mm. So... How did we feel about the dress? Uh, just our personal opinions about the dress. What did you think? Oh, I think it's beautiful. Um, I feel like I liked the color. I liked the the jewels or whatever they were on it. And I liked, I liked it better than Diana's dress. Sorry, Diana. I know that's iconic, but that dress was not. It, it was too much dress for her. But um, and I know that was 1981, yeah. but you know, <laughs> I just was not a fan of that dress. But I loved Fran's dress; I thought it was really pretty. And she also had a veil and a tiara, mm-hmm. and her hair up. And yeah, I love the dress as well. I think it's beautiful. It, it doesn't swallow right. her, because uh, the that could do with such a big ball gown. Uh, but I like the the little the Aurora Borealis rhinestones as they call them. Very pretty, I think, and she looked beautiful in it. Uh, and yeah, I mean, sometimes I feel like those kinds of those kinds of uh, appliques might be a little scratchy. Is the only thing that might might start to be a little annoying. But other than that, I thought I thought it was good. Uh, Stephanie, what do you think of the dress? I loved it. I mean, did it, did it air in the nineties? Like early 99. Yes. Okay. Oh, so late nineties. I mean, I, I personally loved it. I thought, I mean, would, if this was airing in 2021, no, I would have dressed her absolutely differently. Mm -hmm. Um, Something a bit more like form fitting, a little bit more like romantic. 
I love like the little like off the shoulder, like kind of sex appeal happening. Um, and it really just like cinched her waist. And I do agree that it follow her. Um, and I, I just thought it was a beautiful touch. I mean, again, would I put a tiara on one of my brides in 2021? Probably not. Oh, interesting. Um, that, that's, but, that's out. That's in the, not, that's uh, on the outs. I don't know if I want to say it's on the outs. I mean, I will have like the occasional bride ask about it. Um, but I think it's more so maybe something that they thought they wanted years ago. Um, and yes, I have had, you know, the odd bride wear a tiara and absolutely rock it. I would never say it's a bad thing. I think it's just, you know, was it passed down? Um, did multiple people like in your family wear it? Why do you want to wear it? Um, and just really make sure that it is like cohesive with the overall, like the dress style, um, and the overall design and your experience of what you want as a bride on your wedding day. Mm -hmm. Larry, what do you think of the, of the dress? Yeah, I definitely like big traditional style (laughs) wedding dresses a lot. I mean, I like the newer styles as well, depending, but, um, I'm a sucker for a big dramatic moment. And I think this definitely fit that bill, that big train as well. Um, I, some of the applique at the top, I wasn't the biggest fan, like around the neckline particularly, but I even liked, I liked the little sleeves and like you said, the off the shoulder, I thought she looked stunning. Like her hair and makeup was gorgeous. Um, yeah, I thought, I thought she looked beautiful. Yeah. So then Fran actually kind of walks herself down the aisle. And I don't know if this was just a way to not show her her father very much. <laughs> yeah, we can't show her father. They'd have to do it all from the back if he were to have come on. Yeah. And uh, they get there and there is a Jewish, pr- it's an interfaith ceremony. And Wait, I have to ask Stephanie, what would you do if a C.C. Babcock ran out and like grabbed a decoration and grabbed a bouquet and tried to walk the groom down the aisle. Oh, I'm back for her. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they. I mean, honestly, I I've never been in a situation like that. <laughs> I don't know if I I don't know if I can come up with an accurate answer, but I thought on the floor. Like, I trying to be humorous and say I would tackle her, but <laughs> but I thought that Cece actually was the fashion miss of the wedding. I I her, I don't know what it was. It was such a weird outfit. I thought and and it was just so much fabric. Yeah, I didn't mind it. I I didn't like it. I think they're still trying to hide her. I I don't know. Ever since she's come back, even she had like that one moment where she wore something a little more form fitting, Mm -hmm. but even this, I thought she looked, you know, nice, but yeah, I feel like they just keep trying to hide Cece. Yeah. She looked nice. I just didn't didn't love the dress. It would just seem like it was a lot of fabric and (laughs) that she was like practically kind of carrying it around and, like, I don't know. I just thought it was, it was a weird. It was a little old for dress. her, I felt. 
because mm. it makes me think of I don't even know what movie it was. It's something like a mother of the bride would wear. Like yeah. a Diane Keaton or something in a wedding movie or something. I picture someone mm-hmm. like that era wearing it. That's the only issue I had with it. I didn't mind it though, but I did think it was age appropriate for her. It wasn't so. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. So then they have the interfaith ceremony with the rabbi and the priest. And it starts out with a Jewish prayer and they have the uh, chupa that they're married under with the canopy for the Jewish tradition. And I, I thought that was all very well done. Very nice. I mean, I like the fact that they took the time to have the Jewish prayer and uh, it was beautiful, beautifully done. And uh, have, have you ever had an interfaith ceremony like that that you've, that you planned and managed Stephanie? I have. I've actually, I've officiated one. Oh. So I'm not only a wedding planner, but I'm also a licensed marriage officiant for the last two years. So I've married almost 100 couples. Um, And so not only do I work with a lot of interfaith couples, Um, and we like to call them like ceremony fusions or cultural fusions where, um, we are, um, really just like honing in on like what's important to the couple while respecting, um, you know, cultural religion, um, those traditions. So we have the conversation with both sets of parents, um, the couple, what's important to them. And I really did love how, there was that Jewish prayer and there were those elements. And I mean, you know, the chuppah was absolutely stunning. I mean, it represents like the four posts basically represent like that couple's home, that structure that they're building together. Um, The smashing of the glass, you know, I love it. Mazel tov, you know, the horror and the end. I mean, you know, with every, with every religion, with every culture, you are going to see those key, um, those key activities play out. Um, in the, in the case where I, um, I was officiating. So the couple really wanted to incorporate their, their Jewish tradition, um, sorry, their Jewish religious beliefs. Um, but they really found that personality connection with myself. And so they were like, would you mind, you know, you know, being that rabbi for us. And I said, you know, you are like the first person as a wedding planner. I'm very familiar with the ceremony traditions, but I can't speak Hebrew. And, Mm -hmm. you know, with the ketubah and everything, I am again, very familiar with, you know, signing that marriage contract, you know, reading it in Hebrew, like the couple will read it together. You sign that beforehand and then display it under the chuppah. But Um, in this case, you know, we sat down and I got to hear their story and they really wanted that like Western fusion part to that. So we worked very closely with family members and friends and, you know, instead of the, there's a part where there's seven blessings and what we did was while I did certain aspects, um, if there was an area where, um, there was like a traditional Hebrew element. They had a family friend come up and I would say the English part and then she would say the Hebrew part. Um, 
And it was a really beautiful way to incorporate so much of their family and friends. And so for every seven blessings, so for every blessing, um, one couple that the couple looks up to for their marriage, um, they were invited up to then personalize that seven blessing for that individual couple. Um, so it was really beautiful. And then at the end, we did the whole muzzle talk and, um, you know, I wasn't there for the reception, but I heard it was fabulous. Um, but, you know, I was there for the Ketuba signing to witness that. Um, and then I was able to officiate and it was a beautiful experience. That's so cool. Wow. Well, yeah. So they stomp on the glass at the Jewish wedding. And I read that this is tradition that started to remember the destruction of the Jewish temples. That's why it's it was originally started, and and then they dance the hora, which is where they're lifted up on the chairs and everybody dances, and so that was fun. And they did have traditional vows, uh, and I, I was curious, Stephanie, what percentage of your of your clients do traditional versus writing their own these days? Oh, I'm trying to think. I would say the majority of my couples will do a personal vow, but on the officiating side, um, we always do a traditional. Um, and even with my planning couples, I am noticing that there is always a traditional vow aspect. So you're saying I do to something, um, whether that's do you take so-and-so to be your lawful wedded husband, wife, partner, um, whatever you choose and whoever you choose to marry you. So a commissioner will say it very differently than an officiant. But again, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> um, the difference yeah. between me as an officiant or having a commissioner. Um, but I would say, yes, um, the majority of my couples do choose to speak from the heart. And while they are doing a traditional I do vow, then they are sharing a few words from the heart um, about why they love each other, the values and what they are going to bring as a strong partner into their marriage. So the, at the reception, there's two women that are complaining about the food. And according to IMDb, one of them is, we know is Fran's actual mother. <laughs> and the other one is actually, according to IMDb is actually the real Yetta is what it said sitting next oh. to Fran's mom so that's kind of fun <laughs> the real grammar yetta and cc and yetta are dancing and, and yetta says i would be lying if i said it wasn't a little turned on <laughs> i was like funny. where is uh where is sammy I, I know that's i was wondering <laughs> she didn't bring her fiance to yeah. the wedding <laughs> And you have the rabbi and the priest arguing over uh, whether Sinatra is a god. <laughs> That's uh -huh. kind of ridiculous. Uh, and Cece and Niles are drinking and they start to dance together. And uh, we see that uh, Fran's talking to the wedding planner. His side's too drunk <laughs> and her side's too full. <laughs> so that's when uncle stanley her real dad uh storms off uh and says i can't i can't deal with these people <laughs> they're just from another culture i'm talking about our side 
And then it finally concludes with Maxwell talking to uh, talking to Fran uh, about throwing the bouquet. And she says, and there's your silver lining. <laughs> um, and then they are uh, on the yacht. And this is my, I have to say, I don't love this. I wish they had just ended it with them being happy. I don't love the cliffhanger and the <laughs> we'll talk about it when we talk about episode one of season six but it's not my favorite choice to have them on the desert island and i don't know i mean why do they feel the need to to stretch out them having sex for so long i mean it's just i i just don't like it i just wish they could have had a a nice normal honeymoon <laughs> It's not my favorite. I mean, I like her line at after 29, a girl's best light is candle and or moon. That's a pretty classic nanny line, but I'm not a fan of her like climbing up there and falling into the water is ridiculous. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, me neither. I mean, it's pretty ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Well, and if you're on a yacht like that, there's all kinds of people like they're running the yacht, right? That uh that would save you know they have safety things and i mean to where they're just gonna float off to an island (laughs) it's ridiculous i don't like it suddenly it's that movie open water i don't know if any of you have seen it that shark movie where they all like get locked off after they jump off the yacht and sharks begin to attack (laughs) so it's not my favorite choice but oh well she looked gorgeous though in that little white negligee and that big hair that you know i love when she goes like full big hair (laughs) that's why i wish they just ended it with her saying candle and or moon (laughs) but that's not what they did uh season six is kind of i don't know you could kind of tell it was the end we'll we'll have fun (laughs) talking about it but (laughs) it's not the best Um, and there's only really only one other piece of fashion in this episode is the uh, opening outfit with the pink jacket with the patches on it and the red shorts and nylons and the pink beret. And obviously this is most Gino. <laughs> this is like screams most Gino. I know. I wrote like Girl Scout coats. Oh. Uh, <laughs> this is very like Girl Scout looking to me, the whole outfit. But yeah. So overall, what one to ten, what would you give this wedding episodes? What do you think, Larry? Overall, I I really enjoyed it. I I have to say, again, particularly because it's not something, especially looking back at the nineties, that we saw on TV, seeing something other than a purely Christian, mm-hmm. you know standard wedding um getting to have this jewish culture infused which was something the nanny did so well from the inception all the way mm-hmm. through is really introducing the things that we hadn't seen uh and a culture that didn't have this type of exposure i thought it was really a great touch and i'm glad that they went that route um and yeah, I also don't love the, that cliffhanger ending. But overall, I, I think it's a really strong set of episodes. I would probably go with like a nine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Colleen, what about you? 
I'm going to go the same for pretty much the same reasons. I like the fusion of culture. I like religion. I love, I do love her dress. Um, just the beauty of a wedding, all of, all of the excitement of that. And finally getting to this moment, you know, makes it worth it. Even though the ending was kind of cuckoo. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I go with the, nine i think that's fair and stephanie do you have a rating you'd like for <laughs> since you haven't seen as many episodes i mean it was it was so fun and being a wedding planner you know it's always fun to just like travel back in time and just see you know what were the styles back then and just like remember right um so that was a lot of fun i mean I'm going to rate it. I mean, I only saw like the cliff notes basically compared to what you saw. <laughs> so I am going to rate it. I'm going to go a solid eight and a half out of 10. I think it was entertaining. Um, you know, it did cover um, so much. And I mean, from someone that does not watch the nanny, um, you know, consistently, I think it was a beautiful way to really just like wrap up everything of that story and whatever their next chapter is. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, if people want to follow you on Twitter or on Instagram or any kind of social media, uh, how can they do that? Yeah, I mean, we're just Sweetheart Events. So at Sweetheart Events, um, I will admit, please don't go to my Twitter channel. I have not tweeted since I think it was 2017. Um, but um, but uh, no, we everywhere on social media, we are Sweetheart Events. So um, Instagram, um, we're on Clubhouse. Um, we're sorry, we don't do Snapchat. So just take a look, whatever social media platform, just take a look at Sweetheart Events. And um, we'd love it if you just slid into our DMs, sent us a little message and said hello and just let us know that you listen to this podcast and that's where you found me. And you can follow us on Twitter at FrankS14. So make sure you do that. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. That really helps us a lot. We would very much appreciate it. And Larry, where can people find you? Yes, you can find me on YouTube as well as Twitter and Instagram, all at LC Screen Talk. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lele, L E L E, 44094. And our Francast Instagram is Francast1993. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. And make sure you're following the Hallmarkies podcast. We've got lots of fun stuff coming up, so make sure to check that out. And let us know what you think of the wedding and what are some of your favorite parts. We would love to hear. So thanks very much, Stephanie. And we'll talk to you all starting season six next week. Oh, wait. No, we're doing a we're going to cover the pilot for Happily Divorced with, with the pilot podcast again. So that's actually next week. And then we'll be diving into season six. It'll be really fun. So thanks so much, everybody. And we'll talk to you all later. Bye. Bye.